Broadcasting live. My word for today is... Damn! It's rather preposterous, isn't it? Jack Armstrong. A lot of chicanery. And Joe Getty. Okay, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C, Señor, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey now, I'm under the tutelage of our general manager. Your state and/or county handing out vaccines or not, depending on where you are. Hmm. And we have uh, quite the winter weather from coast to coast. It's almost never happened before where there's an. Endless stretch of record-breaking weather from California to Boston. It's the uh, it's the climate change or the end times. I think it's the end times. Well, you know, if I were a betting man, wait, I am. Uh, yeah, end times. <laughs> if I can get two to one, I'm throwing my money on the end times. So our headline this morning, as we start today, uh, it's the end times. I don't care what the odds are. If the other side is the end times, I'm taking the the side of the bet. Because if I lose, it's the end times. I probably don't got to pay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Hey, so track the, me down. Good luck. We See call you in hell. <laughs> we call that all upside in the gambling world. Yes. <laughs> I'm not exactly like sure how the end times play out, but yeah, they'll even if people survive, it's they're going to forget about the bet. I'm, I'm not right. sure if cold and rainy is one of the signs of the end time, really. But I'll write a check. <laughs> Uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I think how um, to keep a positive demeanor in these difficult times. That's the key. That's the question. Yeah, we got some stuff on uh, various school districts around the country. There's, you know, there's pressure from certain segments of society to get these dang schools opened up. The teachers unions are fighting back really hard. Um, oh, it's unbelievable. But in I'm, the face of all science and decency. But I am really disappointed in, um, yeah, including me. I haven't attended a school board meeting or a city council meeting or anything like that. I just bitch about it. Mm. Um, we're, we're, for the most part, a pretty um, non-active political body in this country. To a large extent, you got those fringes that are willing to smash up stuff and run in buildings and everything like that. But the rest of us, we get really, really mad. But we're not going to, you know, like interrupt our schedule enough to go to a city council meeting. Now, I have gone to city council meetings because I'm better than you. Uh, But uh, just a couple, honestly. I've been to one in my life, and I think we all do this. We're not here to yell at you. We're we're here to yell at us. We fixate just and and fix. I mean, literally, we fixate on the presidential race. As if the, he is the king, and from the crown goes forth every law, every rule, every need of his people. And then we ignore the things that really affect our lives. School boards, uh, town councils. You know, a New Year's resolution ought to be, for me, for everybody, for everybody in the country. How about you spend two less hours following politics that don't matter to you? Or at least don't matter much. Oh, there's a lot of politics all day long, every day on the cable news that is going to have zero effect on you. Sure. And they talk yeah. about for hours. Right. Yeah, true that. Um, you, you spend that hour going to a school board meeting or a city council meeting or something like that, 
direct government right where you are where you could actually have an effect because there might be six people there and you're one of the people voting on something. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's what we should all do. I've been listening to various pundits talk about that, how, you know, what, what we can do to get our, our politics flipped back around again, where not only uh, Washington, D.C. looks at it as it's supposed to be a ground up situation, but, you know, the, the, the people of the country do. Right. Right. That is the difficulty. If if we are going along willingly with the scam, which is to concentrate all power in D.C., then, you know, who, who who's to gripe about it? We've made our bed. Now we're going to lie in it. But here's a great example, and this is this is just so sick to me, and it's it's I think it's under discussed in a lot of places. The whole XL um, uh, uh, pipeline project, the Obama administration held it up for years and years uh, with no good reason. They just knew it was kind of a symbol for the environmental left. And even though it passed muster a half a dozen times, every study, years and years and years and years, they said, nah, they still don't think so. Why don't you go do another test? Why don't you test the soil in Nebraska one more time? They just held it up to hold it up. Hold it up. Then Trump said, no, this is perfectly fine. Go ahead. The Keystone XL pipeline. And then day one, Joe Biden, with a stroke of his pen, eliminates probably 12,000 really good paying union jobs, ironically, and tens of thousands of ancillary jobs. With a stroke of the pen, now, pipelines are, we're so used to that being controversial, right? And so you think, well, yeah, fossil fuels, blah, blah, blah. What if it had been a sporting goods company? What if the president came in day one and canceled the Rawlings company? Uh, We don't like their mitts. Or canceled a shoe company. Or canceled Ford. Because, well, they make a lot of cars that pollute. So, uh, stroke of the pen. We're retracting our approval of Ford. What the hell kind of government is that, friends? Seriously. Mm. Sean, can you look up while I'm introducing people what the line is on the Super Bowl? I might bet heavily, having not watched a second of football this year. I think that's a wise decision. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I am feeling good and refreshed. I did something yesterday I got to do more of. It was awesome. I drove up to the mountains to see the snow right, at, right after yeah. the storm. You know, the roads were clear and everything like that. And it was Monday afternoon, and I had the road pretty much to myself. And it was just great. Fresh snow on the trees. I mean, it's just, just wonderful. Did you yeah. make some tracks in the freshies? No, but, I mean, I pulled over. I got out and just kind of played in the snow. I even oh, made a little. That's nice. I mean, just, yeah. you know, just relaxation. And even though you were probably the, uh, you know, you, you mentioned there weren't a lot of other people on the road, it's probably still safe to take proper driving safety precautions while driving in yes. the snow. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I did have my left leg out the driver's door <laughs> just in case. Lasher's going honking the horn every 10 seconds. It's to make yourself appear bigger so you're easier <laughs> right. to see. Yeah. Right. So did you look to see if anybody was watching and then laid down and made a snow angel or anything like no, that? No, I didn't do that, but I did. I made a snow, a little snow guy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my wife looked at me and said, you know, you're a child. And I said, I know, but. Um, yeah, I couldn't help myself. There is something unbelievable about that. My kids really wanted to see that when we went on our uh, sledding trip recently, and we didn't get any fresh snow. And I thought, yeah, that's something my kids growing up where they grow up, they don't get to see on a regular basis. Growing up in Wisconsin and Kansas and South Dakota and places, I saw that a lot. But there is something, there's something about a fresh snow when it hasn't been disturbed by people's tracks. It's yeah, just amazing. You may, you probably recall the story when my little one, Delaney, was, I think she's about seven. Um, we were talking about snow, and we'd been up to the snow in the mountains and played in it and all. 
And she said to me, you know, Daddy, I've never seen snow falling. And I about began blubbering. I couldn't believe it. You know, I grew up in the upper Midwest, too. And I thought, my child has never seen snow falling? And so, as it turned out, I think it was the next day or the day after that, the forecast was 100% chance of snow. And I told her, put on a coat, put on some boots, get in the car. I wouldn't tell her where we're going. We hauled butt up, and we watched a snowstorm together, and it was one of the most cherished memories of my life. And it's hard to say why. I mean, this moisture falling from the sky. But it's it's magical. It's like when Sam told me he'd never had a Girl Scout cookie thin mint. It's a little like that. I thought, what kind, <laughs> I of, what kind, kind of, of? What kind of parent am I? You've never had a thin mint. <laughs> it is a natural wonder, the thin mint. It's proof, <laughs> proof God loves us. If they fell from the say. sky, that'd be, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. So we got the opening spread is the Chiefs are favored by three and a half points. You got the Chiefs as a 175 money line. Now I know you know what that means, Jack. That means you have to bet $175 to win 100. You got the Bucks at plus 140. You bet 100 bucks and they win. You got a boom, $140 okay. in your pocket there. Mm. Over under 57 and a half. My early gut, I think the over. Quarterbacks sh- shooting it out. I think yeah. it's, I think a, a game where they're both in the 30s isn't out of the realm of possibility. I can't believe that the NFL rigged it so Tom Brady gets a home game because the uh, elderly man can't travel very well. Yeah, no kidding. Well, the COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I get stiff on planes. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, January 26th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's get underway then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. An Oklahoma lawmaker recently introduced a bill to establish a so-called Bigfoot hunting season, which would run from early October until whenever you accidentally shoot a man because you think he's Bigfoot. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, that is what Tom Brady sounds like now, though, by the way, if you don't know that, he's so old. In the huddle, let's do the old dipsy doodle. Humphrey. <laughs> End around <laughs> on two. Um, how does mailbag look? <laughs> oh, it's it's very nice, very good. Includes visual aids, which is odd on the radio. But uh, did you know there's we'll a there's a serious movement among the talking class to have Fox removed from cable news? Fox News, Fox News, yes, because Great they're Scott. so misleading. And, oh, shut up! And ruining America. Stop. Serious it. journalists, while well, a person taken very serious for the Washington Post. Um, gets all kind of cable news t- time. Wrote a big column about how wa- Fox News has to go. Give is... me their name. Give me their name. I will find them and I will slap them. We'll get into that. You're watching Fox. Shame on you. <laughs> that's that's about Big Fox. That's about the the network. Yeah, that's about uh, you know what fast animals, slow children, or whatever the shows they used to run all the time. <laughs> right. Um. So we got all that stuff to get to. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I suppose we should the headline that the House walked the article of impeachment over to the Senate yesterday. Big, big flipping deal. And then they'll look at it today. In a solemn and historic moment, Jack. Whatever. And then it starts in a couple of weeks. Wake me when it begins. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Mailbag. Woo-hoo! 
A lot of good stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to lay a, uh, a, 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 well, I don't want to use violent imagery. Can I use violent imagery? Sure. We are going to use strongly worded statements against any school district in America that is not teaching the kids in person. We're going to give them, what, four? We're going to back it with science? Come for the perverse indoctrination and progressive idiocy and stay for the, well, at least they're not indoctrinating kids either. They're not teaching them. That's a good point. Uh, Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, Continuing our quotes about the Constitution, this is Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr., Supreme Court Justice. Uh, Complex figure. He he let go a lot of really progressive leaps forward in the law that grew the power of the federal government. He was also a a hardcore free speech advocate at the time. But anyway, if there is any principle of the Constitution that more imperatively calls for attachment than any other, it is the principle of free thought. Not free thought for those who agree with us, but freedom for the thought that we hate. Good for him. That's not free speech. That's hate speech. Moving along to the correspondence proper, Dentist Sean writes, I was listening to yesterday's podcast, Hour 2. Joe was talking about China and their militarization. And he says, and he used the phrase, I tip my cap at precisely 3.12 into the hour. Literally, simultaneously, I look up from my car at a red light. And the license plate in front of me says, cap, C-A-P-P. The stars are aligned. There's the paradigm shift. No, license plates are listening to your podcast. And the sign that we're off to the start of a good year has been observed. What are the freaking odds of that? That's Dennis Sean, <laughs> who, who dabbles in reading augers like he's some advisor to Julius Caesar. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis Sean. Uh, here's another Sean. Wow, it's the day of a thousand Seans. Sean, what do you think of that? I think it's glorious. Only oh. good things can come from this. Excellent. Uh, one good thing to note, writes this, Sean, is that maybe we- by Wednesday of this week, there will be more COVID vaccines given out than the total confirmed number of cases in the U.S., around 26 million. I have not checked those figures, but uh, he writes in finely crafted, complete sentences, so I'm sure he's right. Were there a number of Seans <laughs> in your school? Was Sean a popular name? Nah, maybe the uh, single digits for sure, and I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if there were more than like four or five. There was one that was in in my kind of friend group, so we kind of congregated together, as we tend to do. Um, like when my niece found out there were five Madisons in one class she was in. Mm. She's one of but also All uh, named after James Madison out of reverence for the Constitution. <laughs> uh, different sure. Sean, Sean, Thanks so much. Sean, 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 Simpler time. What about the Putin call? That's funny you saying a simpler time. Hilarious. We, <laughs> we had uh, we had different spellings though, so I was always able to hang my hat on the uh, the Irish spelling S E A N. Yes, nice. Moving along. Speaking of Sean, uh, Amani writes. I'm sure the air fryer is great, guys. Yes, the continuing discussion of air fryers. After listening to you guys go on about it, sounds like a but it sounds like a recipe for weight gain, a weight gain disaster. I predict that after having that thing for a year, I would go from slim, rocked old guy to multi-chin dude that can barely fit through his front doorway. Slim, rocked old guy. Yes. Humble huh. brag. Yeah, I think so. Much like, the, much like the internet, the air fryer is only as useful as your discipline. Mm. But I am dialing in my techniques quite a bit. Yesterday, I did a, I, I, to, at the same time, fries, chicken strips together in the air fryer from freezer to my belly. 
I don't know, 12 minutes. Wow. I'm sorry, that awesome. was for your eight-year-old cousin? Oh, no, no, that was for me, the adult 39-year-old who plays video games far too much. My mistake. Your eight-year-old cousin. Uh, departing from the Sean's momentarily to a Nick, the other day it was uh, all ladies, which was exciting, or mostly all ladies. Uh, Nick writes, I like the discussion Monday about dudes and girls sports. Here's some additional considerations. In high schools, kids try out for whatever sport they want, historically only bound by their gender. This means to not have a trans girl on the team, the school has to affirmatively disallow it in most cases. Most varsity college sports, uh, which there are few of due to Title IX, the athletes are recruited. His point, uh, long and short, if I might depart from it a little bit, is that if this becomes at all widespread, there's a transgender dude on the women's volleyball team, some six foot eight guy, um, who identifies as a woman on, say, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 Division One college uh, women's volleyball teams. Any trans dude who tries out for a different team and doesn't make the cut is going to sue. It's going to sue like crazy. No, he's just exclu- they're just excluding me because I'm transgender. You will open up a legal can of ugly with this. Speaking of education, why don't we call her uh, Aileen Anonymous in Wisconsin? Uh, pointed out that they keep getting updates from the school district on how the kids can get their free lunches, but nothing on when they can go to school. Yeah, it's like our school. They updated us on how they bought new anti-racist texts, but not much on uh, opening up the school. Oh, goody. And Andrew has a uh, serious proposal for restricting the voting rights of certain Americans that I think we ought to take very seriously, but we don't have time right now. Speaking of anti-racist texts in schools, we've got some good stuff on that, too, because that's, uh, that's a big one, and it's coming for you. Armstrong and Getty. Bezos' employee, Margaret Sullivan, at the Washington Post, wrote an entire column about how the continued existence of a single news channel that at times disagrees with all the other news channels is, you guessed it, a threat to democracy. That's too much choice. That's not democratic. Quote, corporations that advertise on Fox News should walk away, Sullivan wrote, and citizens who care about the truth should demand that they do so. Again, Margaret Sullivan didn't ask people to stop watching Fox News. She asked for us to be unemployed. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting development. We'll get into that more later. But Margaret Sullivan, she's a big deal at uh, Washington Post. She makes it on the big news shows all the time. She's on your, your, uh, you know, your faces, the nation, the meets the press, and that sort of stuff. And she wrote a headline: "Fox News is a hazard toward democracy. It's time to take the fight to the Murdochs." Here's how, and uh, she is talking about going after advertisers and that. Fox needs to be eliminated. Joe Scarborough was talking about it the other day on MSNBC. It's kind of become a thing. Wow, these are strange times. They, they really back, are. You know, I did, uh, I've, I've done it a hundred times. Uh, that's not free speech. That's hate speech. Is used to define everything, to describe everything. And that is their strategy. Man, you have to fight it. You have to know that's what they say. The idea that a journalist at one of the most important papers in the country would call for the deplatforming of an entire network, the network of, of Brett Baer and Bill Hemmer and John Roberts and, and Shep Smith until fairly recently. Well, and as Tucker said, 
a network that is the only one providing a different story than all the other ones. Of, of, of great note, sure, yeah. You have some other ones cropping up now. OAN and Epoch oh, right. News and but others. But on the cable news, you know, on your cable news package, on that little chunk there with cable news, all the other ones have exactly the same point of view all day long. Correct. They try to outdo each other on how enlightened they are. And they want to eliminate yeah. the one that's got a different point of view. Right. The, the, the part that... Are you more open to it if we get rid of all of them at once? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Um, Just end cable news? Yes. Wait a minute. I'm hoping cable news is going off a cliff soon. I think that might happen, and then and it goes from being not that relevant to completely irrelevant. It's not that relevant now, really. Those of us in the media talk too much about cable news because we watch it more than other people do. Because yes. the ratings are very, very low. But um, just the, for the spirit of it, it drives me crazy. And, and you're good for them. as They did a good job of that. Of the MSNBCs and the CNNs and the NPRs of the world to convince at least half of America that they're down the middle. And then there's this Fox thing. Right. And a lot of America actually believes that. Yeah. Yeah. Even those, hey, CNN, how about those, how many hundred times did you have Michael Avenatti on crap and, uh, just spouting complete crap that almost changed who was a Supreme Court justice? That's a pretty big deal, too. I would say so. You talk about it denying election. Crap, yeah. It's a pretty big deal to, uh, to, to, to uh, change who might be on the Supreme Court. And you were working hard on it with just lies and crap, and you didn't care at all. Well, I am still ashamed. That back in when was that the ninth when Richard Jewell was accused of the Atlanta bombing ninety six I took the word of the law the law enforcement people I, I have you watched the movie by the way the Richard Jewell movie I watched like the last third of it it was pretty compelling um, I'm still ashamed of the fact that I took their word for it and said on the air this guy is clearly guilty. It's just impugning an innocent man. I wish I hadn't done that. And that's this is decades. You'll ago. be judged in the afterlife. I'm ashamed. Shame. I'm already ashamed. Shame. Stop ringing your bell at me. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, so uh, that's because I have a conscience. CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS spent two plus years pitching this Russian collusion hoax. Trump is a stooge of Russia. Mouthing. The lies of Adam Schiff and everybody else who leaked, I have top secret information that absolutely proved. They spent two years on that. That did the country, the country, the republic, the constitution, our people, enormous damage. And they're talking about kicking Fox off the air? That's astonishing to me. Oh, you know, it's funny. Somebody sent this along. It's apropos, perfectly apropos right now. Lisa sent this. Malcolm X, more than 50 years ago, said this. The media is mo- the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent, and that's power because they control the minds of the masses. The press is so powerful in its image-making role, it can make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. If you aren't careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. When he said that in the early 60s. And putting aside you know, what he was talking about specifically, because... As the media changes, it will change sides, but it still has that power. Yeah. So the well, idea that they must all be in lockstep, that's terrifying. Well, so now the overall point that um, a great deal of the country is being misled by the news sources they take in and getting a warped view of reality is definitely true. Yes. Acting like it's only Fox that's doing that is hilarious. But um, the fact that it is happening is true. And, you know, and just our whole... 
you know, my team, yay, the other team, boo, no matter what thing. But here's the latest polling on impeachment. Do you want Donald Trump impeached and uh, removed, as in not allowed to be in politics anymore? For Democrats, 88% yes. For Republicans, 88% no. It's exactly <laughs> mirror image. Wow. Now, almost, it's hard to get to 90% on anything. Nine right. out of ten people agreeing on something is very difficult. Oh, yeah. Nine out of ten Democrats say yes, absolutely. Nine out of ten Republicans say absolutely not. Yeah. Now, how yeah. that is really Do they have independence in there or no? Uh, that poll, I don't know. I'll have to dig into okay. that. Nobody cares. Take a side. Uh, John Roberts said he would not preside. Major development. He said no. The Constitution says if it's the president being impeached, the chief justice. What if it's presides. a hotelier? Right, exactly. A real estate developer, a golf course builder. Um, he said, no, it's not appropriate. So then Kamala Harris was going to, but then somebody said no. And now it's, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, oh, it flitted out of my mind. What old, is his face? Shucky Green. Well, no, old Larry liberal King. senator from the Northeast. <laughs> Larry uh, King. Larry King. It's going to be Larry I, King. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick Leahy? That's it. There you go. Thought I heard that somewhere. Ding! Jack wins. Uh, so coming up, you got what before I get to this? Oh, a, uh, a an excerpt from the woke teacher Bible, the crap they're teaching your kids. Yeah, uh, Miles. Hey, you ever wonder why they didn't want you watching that Zoom class? I'll tell you. Super Bowl's coming up in a couple of weeks. You got Miley Cyrus singing the pregame song. What is that? Uh, isn't she a tad skanky for America's game? <laughs> skanky. She is skanky. Uh, the uh, national anthem will be Eric Church, country star, and Jasmine Sullivan. Um, then her, H-E-R, is going to sing uh, America the Beautiful. Then the halftime show is The weekend. So there you go. There's your entertainment for the Super Bowl that Budweiser, Pepsi, and Coca-Cola have pulled out of, which is kind of interesting. A buddy of mine texted me. This is absolutely perfect. Sorry, i got to pull my phone out of my pocket. A tad skenky. Just a tad. <laughs> Budweiser saves tons of money on Super Bowl advertising. Gets ten times the advertising by announcing they aren't advertising. That's... Marshall should have done the story. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Our beloved newsman, Marshall Phillips, who would occasionally do a story about a major corporation that was an ad masquerading as a story. They actually may have gotten more attention by announcing they weren't going to advertise than they would have from any ad. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Uh, and here's something apropos of nothing I just came across last night. It was kind of blowing my mind. It's on on the if you get the Disney Plus, do you ever watch the National Geographic part? There's mm-hmm. some fantastic stuff on there. Oh my god, it's great. Um, and so educational and everything like that. You know, go over watch your watch your superheroes punch each other in the face if you want. But over on the National Geographic channel, there's so much stuff. And your undersized Yodas and I, such. I was flipping around last night and I came across this cradle of the gods, and I don't know how I had missed this story, but in southeastern Turkey, fairly recently, they found a, a civilization that is significantly older than any of the other civilizations they have found on planet Earth. Huh. 11,500 years old. It's 9,000 years older than Stonehenge, for instance. Mm. It's, what would it be, 4,000 years older than the pyramids. I mean, it's significantly older than some of the super old things we've got on planet Earth. Right. 
And uh, this thing is 11,500 years old, and they're they're digging it up there in Turkey. And, I mean, it was a full... They're trying to figure out what it was. But it was a full-on structure of some part, and lots of art and carvings of foxes and lions and stuff like that. Wow. But it, it's just mind-blowing to think that there were human beings crafting towns that long ago. Right. Just absolutely amazing. Arguing about policy. Hoping the tribe uh, from over there didn't come over here. Hoping know, their kid doesn't. about territory. Hoping their kid doesn't get sick. Hoping their or their wife gives her them some later tonight. You know, all the same right. worries that the rest of us have sure. that long ago. It's yeah. Just... Hoping the mead is good this season. Because <laughs> I want to forget my problems. Boy, it's been a long day learning agriculture. I'm going to hit the mead tonight. I'll tell you what. <laughs> ah, nothing like a little mead by the fire. Anyway, as soon as we discover fire. I, <laughs> I recommend that if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, so we got to get to anger. We got lots of anger for you. People like that. <laughs> yeah. Great tease. <laughs> Stay with us. Get angry. No, you really you need to be aware of what's going on in your schools because it is insidious. Yeah. I've often not paid attention enough. And I think this is how it happens. You know, you look at a couple of pieces of paper and say, oh, you got a 13 out of 15 on this quiz. That's good. But you don't really understand what's going on there. Right. Right. And we'll see if we have time. We also got uh, we received from the Hoover Institution a great Q&A from a couple of uh, liberty loving uh, education experts on how to reform K through 12 education in the U.S. Hmm. It's uh, you know, it's it's a little scholarly and all, but we have drifted as a nation to a place in our educational system where I think few people would, if you were to strip it down and propose what we have now, you would get very, very few votes. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. Reminds me of the tax code. Nobody would, nobody would want this. It's idiotic. And there's that to come. Important tax information too. All on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. 43-year-old Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady will be the oldest player to play in the Super Bowl, though he will still be the youngest person in Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Why why did he shot at that fine uh, Floridian... uh... Ran out of steam for your own sentence. Oh, there it is. Okay, sorry. No, I I, I clicked away from the tab I wanted. No, I'm fine. I have plenty of steam. I got all the steam I need. <clears throat> I leaned on my keyboard and did something. I, I don't know how to do that on purpose, what I just did. Got this uh, from uh, one of our beloved listeners. It is a magazine, Jack, Teaching Tolerance. And it is a, a woke-tivist magazine that is distributed by the teachers' unions and forced into the mailboxes of teachers across the country. These are these uh, the same teachers' unions, by the way, that are refusing to educate your children, uh, but they are still anxious, anxious to indoctrinate them. I saw a story the other day. There is a high school in San Francisco, Lowell High, which for years was, uh, for many years, was legendary as an academic 
powerhouse. Kids came out of Lowell High, they had to take like two classes to get a college degree because they had so many advanced placements, such high standards, hmm. the rest of it. Then it was decided a couple of years ago that, well, too many Asian kids, especially too many white kids. So we're going to open it up. We're going to have quotas. And now it's not that way anymore. And indeed, it's gone even farther than that, which is not shocking in San Francisco. And they are now uh, force-feeding so-called anti-racism lessons, which we need a good name for. Because so many people are new to this concept. Like uh, uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News had no idea what uh, anti-racism training was or critical critical race theory. Joe Biden has no idea. Um. But so they're forcing one of these lessons down everybody's throats via the Zoom the other day. Uh, a lesson on anti-racism at San Francisco's academically elite Lowell High School, decreasingly elite, but turned hateful and obscene Wednesday with public posts spewing derogatory anti-Semitic comments and racist messages about black people. Now, I absolutely uh, decry anti-Semitism, racism, the, the people posted pornographic images, etc. Oh, no. I I do like the idea of people finding a healthy way, a non-obscene way, certainly a non-racist way, to uh, uh, disrupt this garbage when it happens. But again, some of the specifics of this are indefensible, and we will not defend them. number of articles and note in this Teaching Tolerance magazine that your kid's teacher is reading... Uh, they start with the events of the troubling summer, the various uh, uh, black men killed or wounded by police, uh, some of whom were absolutely justified, some less so, but of course they consider them all of a kind. Typically, and then they talk about uh, the uh, weaponization of whiteness. This is what your kids are being taught now. Typically, the weaponization of whiteness happens this way. There's a demonstrated sense of entitlement, anger, and need for retaliation, feigned fear, and finally, white fragility. It's easy to recognize this pattern when it's caught on video. We can observe for ourselves racial slurs, exaggerated fear, and the privilege of whiteness forcefully taking up space. But when we publicly shame white people caught on video or demand severe penalties for their transgressions, we're individualizing racism. Now, wait a minute. They're pointing out that's wrong. You do not find a person doing something bad. We're individualizing racism rather than seeing how it can easily manifest in any white person because of how whiteness works in our society. Wow, this stuff is so evil. God, this is like out of Nazi Germany or something. Exactly, yeah. Do not judge the individual Jew, for they are all guilty of their Jewishness. Exactly. Right. Which always, when I would read about it, sounded so crazy. And I always thought, how did people fall for that or get whipped up in it because it sounds so crazy? Now we're doing it in the United States with white people. White supremacist or anti-black attitudes don't belong to only one ideology, one political party, or one particular geographical location. These attitudes exist across different regions, socioeconomic classes, income levels, etc. Since both anti-blackness and white supremacy are baked into our country's foundations, they often play out in our daily lives. Oh, white supremacy is baked into our country and its institutions. Educators recognize when their authority is being tested and sometimes react in counterproductive ways. This is entitlement to power and challenges to authority. To me, this is, they're quoting a teacher, a humanities teacher, and founding member of Building Anti-Racist White Educators, a group. 
To me, the weaponization of whiteness in schools describes the manner that minor issues, like a student coming to class late or cutting class, end up spiraling into more serious disciplinary issues that can have dire consequences for students. As a white... Oh, he works predominantly with black and Latinx students in his Philadelphia high school. As a white man, he says, the weaponization of whiteness is something he consciously is fighting in his own practice. Quote, I have to actively resist the urge to maintain power or control in my classroom. He has to actively resist the urge to maintain control of his classroom? And if he did, it's not because he's a teacher. It's because he's white. Hmm. It's white supremacy. Ah, bah, bah, bah. Fight to control the classroom and especially resist the anger that can bubble up in me when that control is called into question. I actively work against these impulses in my practice, but even after years of doing this, it still takes work. So he has said, I have lost control of my classroom and I'm working hard to make sure I, I keep that way. Crazy. Then you have this interview with this woman who wrote an anti-racist book. There is nothing more racist in the anti-racist movement. They are straight out of the Klan, straight out of Nazi Germany. One curious note, she makes references to young folks, spelled with an X, F-O-L-X. What is it with the X in you people? Why are you so obscene? What what is that one? I don't know. There's no, like, women or Latina. Why would you change F-O-L-K-S? Uh, we're running out of time, but in this, the entire article is dedicated to teaching children. Your parents are wrong. You don't have to agree with your parents. You are the leader. You are the enlightened. Your parents are the old. This whole article is getting children to undermine their parents. Unbelievable. And they're teaching your kids this every day. Armstrong and Getty.